We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. It's Parkinson Spiegel, David Haw, Adam Hogan here for the guys. I always wanted to do that, like be in two stations at the same time or in the same day. Except for I would choose US 99. I would do the country thing. Chicago's hot new country, WUSN. This is Hall. I can get you a, a break at US 99 tomorrow if you want it. Well, we're going to have to talk, Shane, if we're still talking by the yeah. end of this show, because that would be a lot of fun. I've been in active negotiations with US 99 program director Marcy Brown. Oh, I love Marcy. To get you a segment with the Melissa and Austin morning show. Wow! Does Mitch know? That's awesome. Oh, I don't care Shane. if Mitch knows. Okay. Yeah, don't care at all. Uh, don't need to tell him everything. Shane, I think I said this before. Bears repeating again. But my first job in radio way back when I was a teenager was as a country music DJ. I believe that. Your taste is that bad. What kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. I'm all in. I made my pitch, and I'm trying to get you at least a 60-second pre-recorded hit with Melissa and Austin that they can air at the same time that you're on the air so you can feel Gabe felt. I love it because I would love that synergy. I'm looking for that synergy. That's what it's called, synergy. Ninth and tenth floors coming together. I don't know many other things that I enjoy more than country music. He playing that. He playing that. My son listens to country music, but he never told me because he grew up listening to it around the house a lot. He didn't want like to, you know. You don't want to tell your dad you like what he likes. You're not cool. Like, everybody I grew up with listens to country music. And I don't, but I get it. Like, I understand why white people like it. You know? Like, you can relate to it. You can understand all the lyrics. You don't need to Google what a nene is. It's not, I don't know if you know this. Every country song's just about exactly what a white guy's doing at that moment. It's like, I turn the radio up. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's music. That's what I like. One, two, three. And here we go, Jeff. Here we go. Here we go, Jeff. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Good to be back. Missed it for a while. Didn't miss it for a while. It's good to see you, Mark Grody. How are you? Danny. So good to see. It was so good to see you today that I embraced you. You did. I embraced you, and I don't know that I've embraced you before. I don't know that we've ever hugged before. We may have. I mean, we should have hugged at a at a Mark Carmen wedding. <laughs> I think that, that a little way. table twelve. Hey, do it right now. Get, get a good hug in right now. Little hug right yeah, here. Get a good hug in. Yeah, sure. Come on. Come on. Come on. Well, everybody's yeah. back. Good hug. Oh. Look at that. One arm yeah. hug though. It should have been two arms. Yeah, okay. Should have been two arms. About, I'm a one arm guy. I mean, the river. <laughs> yeah, it's the one arm man. <laughs> what about the one arm guy? You got the little gimmick. Yeah, yeah. You're a one arm hugger. That's I, good. I got a quick trivia question for you guys based on the open that we just heard. Which Chicago Bears rookie is a huge, huge country music fan? Is it Bayless Jones? Nope. Braxton Jones. Nope. 
to give you one more guess, and then I'll just say it. Jalen Jones. It, Trenton it, it, Gill. It, it is. You guys want to just keep guessing? No, no. Why'd you pick the white punter? <laughs> it's my yeah. second guess. Yeah. It's my okay. second guess. Uh, you get a Jack Sanborn? Yeah. Who is it? Treston Ebner. Treston Ebner. Treston Ebner. Bears running back, kick returner at times. He is a every single day he's sitting there listening to country music, and he loves to talk about it, too. Okay. There it is. That's why we have our Bears reporter yes. in studio. Now, Danny Grody, back. I'm back. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if anyone was worried, like, family's fine. Uh, you know, I mean, well, not, not fine. I don't want to overstate things. But, uh, you know, things happen. Business gets in the way. Vacation turns into some business talk. And now I'm back. But uh, if anyone was – some people were sending messages. You know, my, you guys have been very nice and concerned and supportive about my brother. He's, uh, he's still fighting. But uh, that was not why I was gone a little bit extra than I was. But now we're back. But just in case anyone was worried about Stop. that. Stop. Say you're at Cottage. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah right. I was just fishing. Per- yeah. Personally, a little congratulations from Tanny and I. We're so happy you got that million-dollar deal. Thank that you. You earned it. You deserve it. Yeah. It's, it, it'll be a good couple years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, congratulations. million bucks. This guy's guy gets a million dollars in salary. Who says about, they don't make that on radio that? anymore yeah. these days? It's our guy, Danny! For, who's that, Gary Meyer in there? For, for, yeah. Forget, forget <laughs> uh, pile my canvases and grills. Bonuses are taking a step oh, up. Yeah. Uh, Sta- no. Fat stacks is what's going to show up at your house. <laughs> there we go. I, for Christmas, I just gave him cash. Cash fits. Yeah. So I, I'm done being mocked. Okay, I'm done being mocked for my thoughtful gift giving. And in this insecure financial world, cash plays, ca- ca- man. Cash yes. plays. Thank you yes. for that cash. Speaks gave us checks. Did he really? <laughs> what is it, 2009? Did, did yeah, he really write? paid off my wife's loan. Oh, college. stop. Yeah. student loan. Yeah. Stop it. He paid my rent for the year. Yeah. He was not more generous. That's not, I can't. I can't Where is Spiegel? It. Oh, he's in the Dominican Republic. Oh, checkbook. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the Dominican Republic. Oh, República Dominicana. That's correct. Yes. Um, okay. Biggest game and weekend for where's the Spinks? Bears. Where's where Speaks, coach? Uh, I, I am so excited for what this potentially means. And, yes, you guys will all make fun of me for my thought exercises and my hypotheticals. We don't make oh, fun of you, man. My, my yeah, that's not what we do. That's not our thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But – we get to do the Bears have over a hundred million in cap space, so any trade or free agent they can afford, right? So think about what that does for someone like me, who can just conjure up DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans hypotheticals out of thin air. Super thought exercise. I, I, this they, is next level. They can afford stuff. anybody. They can afford anybody. Yes. And then you add in the number one pick in the draft to it. You control the draft. And you control free agency with your cap space. And when you have as many holes as the Bears have, and one of those holes is not quarterback, anything is on the table. Anything is on the table, including a scenario that would devastate me because Justin Fields is legitimately the most exciting offensive Bears player of my lifetime. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, we could do a list if we. I mean, Devin Hester. I don't consider his excitement to be. I mean, Devin Hester is my favorite bear. Yeah, but he, but I, I don't consider Devin Hester a, di- a, a dynamic offensive. Right. So player. where does it drop down to? The Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey. Matt it's not Fort- a great list. Matt, Matt Forte. Forte for sure. Right. Yeah. It's it's but in Danny's lifetime, Walter Payton fans. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. In in, in, yeah. in my lifetime, yeah. Justin Fields is the most exciting offensive player the Bears have ever had. I would be devastated if they traded him. 
devastated. But, man, if you get the number one pick, you have to consider quarterback. You have to. Of course. I (laughs) have brought this up a little bit differently in the past, and it has been... You you can you should expect anything in in the draft this year, and wouldn't it be? I didn't take it to the level that you did, but I did suggest, and I think it was to Gabe Ramirez who pretty much hit me over the head for it. Said it would be entertaining and fascinating if the Bears were to take a quarterback. And I've said all along, same thing that you said. Like I I do think Justin Fields is the Bears' quarterback of the future, but it would be fascinating, and it shouldn't be the craziest thing in the world that you've ever heard. Yeah, and and again. I think Fields is the guy. I think that same. They, I think that that Ryan Poles can get more for the number one pick than he could get for Justin Fields because the new GM could choose his guy. You'd have four years of him being cheap, then the fifth year option, then the ability to franchise tag, then the ability to franchise tag again. Like the number one pick comes with seven years of franchise control for a, a very cheap number. It's the most valuable asset in the NFL every offseason, and one team gets it. And the Bears just happen to be in a position where I think they have another top 10 asset in Justin Fields, and they've got nine figures in cap space. So if they do this and land the number one pick, they can support Justin Fields, which is how the vast majority of our conversations would go would be would be built around. It would be on do you just draft Will Anderson, who can be Joey Bosa or Micah Parsons or Miles Garrett, right? Or do you trade out from drafting Will Anderson to get three or four or five other assets to build around Justin Fields, which would be my preferred choice? Or do you fall in love with the quarterback and take him? What could you get for Justin Fields? What could you get for the number one pick? That's that's what Ryan Poles is going to be spending 16 hours a day oh, doing yeah. for, the, for the next four months. And that's the next big part right there is could you imagine if this had been Ryan Pace with all those? I think most people would have been like, no, we don't want him in charge of the castle. And we don't know yeah. about Ryan Pace. He seems to have checked some boxes successfully this year. He seems like a guy who gets it and all of that, but we have no idea. But we're going to find out really quickly, really quickly what he's all about in this offseason. And, and, and I hate some people talking about Justin Fields is not a pa- like cannot, is not a good passer. He's not a finished product as a passer. Right. He's not a great passer yet. He does, I think, throw a great deep ball. He's made some great passes. I mean, we can go through a number of times this year where he made pinpoint play, like the Cole Komet down the sideline, plays like that. And, and, yeah. and not just deep balls either. He has made good plays from the pocket. He's made good improvisational plays. He has made good checkdowns. He has made good blitz pickups. He has made good deep ball shots. Like It's not like he's a one-trick pony either. It's just been inconsistent. But if you take from the Vikings game week five – through the Buffalo game uh, week 16. And I'm choosing then to omit data points that hurt my argument. Okay. I, like, ad- admittedly. But the, but the first four games of the season, they were not running Justin Fields, right? He was, they, they were learning how to coach him. He was learning the, the new system. We, we all know that things changed when they started running him more. And then this last game, he got injured during the game. And he's injured during the game. We don't know how serious it is. I think he would play this week if the game mattered, but he got injured during the game. But so if you take week five through week 16, 
a 10-game sample. Guy completed a little over 65% of his passes. Passer rating of 96.9. Threw for 230-something yards a game. Ran for 864 yards in those 10 games. Seven rushing touchdowns, 14 passing touchdowns against six interceptions. Pretty good. Like it's, 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 it's not great, but it's, it's pretty good. It's a good passer rating. It's a good touchdown-to-interception ratio. It's good production when you factor in the running. It's, that is a foundational piece to build on when you factor in that he's got a bad offensive line and bad wide receivers. I probably wouldn't use those statistics as much to build my cases. I would use the, the, the Ohio State blueprint and seeing what he did there and just knowing that he can do it. And the things that we have been critical of him, the coaching staff has been critical of him for, are fixable things. Like you talk about, like he was asked about, I think it was Andrew Janoko yesterday when I was at Hal's Hall, was asked about the footwork part of it and does he have because remember that was the whole thing that was the whole thing in camp but get the footwork down yeah and Janoko was asked okay did he pass it to yes but you know we always are going to continue to stress it and then it's get get rid of the ball a little bit more quickly all the things that we thought he needed to get better at he does but those are fixable things Yes. So that that's what that's how I would sell to people. Not the statistical production. I wouldn't, I wouldn't but, use but, that. But, I wouldn't the, use but, the, but, but but what I'm saying is is that it's honestly like like the because I, I hear Biggs talk about you know it's the offensive production for the passing for the passing offense is the worst in the league and it's the worst in the league by far and that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But th- that, that's true. But it, it it's an example of numbers lying a little bit mm. to to your point. Of part of its pass blocking, part of its pass catching, part of its the passer. Fields owns some of it. Um, part of its injury. And part of it is they haven't been playing the same way all year. Like those those first games, man, 47% completion percentage, 47% completion percentage, 50% completion percentage. Like it was it was drop the dude back in the pocket and try to go one read, two read, three reads and throw the ball. And that's a silly way to, to operate. Use with. that. Then, then that, that is something you could use to, to make your case the way that they have used him. They've yeah. learned they've, they've, they've adapted, right? Like three of his first four games, he completed 50% or fewer of his passes. The rest of the season until this last lions game, he did that zero times, you know? So like it was, it was awful early, mm-hmm. and then it was at times awful and at times explosive. Yeah, but you, it, and we've watched every game, too, so we've got the, the eye test, too, beyond the statistics. You, you've seen the Bears' best moments have been ex- almost exclusively because of Justin Fields' legs and putting up the points that yeah. they put up, and the biggest plays and the biggest moments have definitely been Justin Fields running. So, yes, but yeah. but I but I I also think it's like he's gotten banged up this year, but I think it's overstated that you can't do that consistently. Like Lamar Jackson is hurt, but Lamar Jackson also won an MVP and has won a playoff game. Mike Vick has won playoff games. Cam Newton won playoff games. Cam Newton won an NFC Championship game and could have won a Super Bowl. Like you you can be a quarterback who runs a lot and win in January. Now you haven't won a Super Bowl yet with a quarterback who is considered a running QB, but I don't think that that's what Fields is going to be. I think right now the running is Fields' fastball, and everything else works off of it. 
because he's running for his life out of necessity. But I think in a year or two, with proper support and maturity and development and coaching and all of that, it'll become his slider. It'll become his changeup or his curveball. He's going to be the passing quarterback that he was, to your point, at Ohio State. He says, he's like, I don't want to run for 1,000 exactly. yards every year. That's what I keep saying is that all these conversations that we have had on the radio, yeah. they're having the exact – you don't think Luke Getzey is going, God, I had to run the ball 80,000. Like, think about the Green Bay game, the second game of the year, where Fields, I think, threw the ball seven times in that game. And it was just – and he said, we're going to run the ball down their throat. Run, 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 run. And – it they they were very successful running the football, but they lose the game, and Luke Getzey probably went home and got oh man, it sucks that I had to do that. Yeah. They don't want to do that, <laughs> and from the second that that happens, they are probably talking about how do we get out of this now? We have to continue to do it, but what do we add? What do we sprinkle in each week that is different from just run, 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 run the football? So that's that's what they've been doing throughout this this season, and those guys are saying saying this Justin. Fields is saying the same thing. How do I get out of this? All I can do is run the football. I'd rather throw the ball 70 yards to Darnell Mooney than run 60 yards like he did last week. Yeah. And so like, I will definitely be advocating for lose to the Vikings. (laughs) Let's go Texans. Beat those Colts. LGT. Let's go Texans. Yeah. Yeah, Why not? Uh, I looked it up. Moneyline parlay. If you want to, if you want to bet the dream scenario, It's like plus 188. So Texans to win, Vikings to win. So that's less than two to one. There's a real chance that this happens. A better than, you know, it's it's like a 38% chance that on Monday morning, the Bears are going to have the number one pick in the draft. Will... The balloons return to the studio. Oh, because maybe we start to plan this right now for you and Spiegel. Oh, so a QB one, we can call it the QB one and one. Oh man, that is good. QB one and one yes, party. It, They'd have QB one and the number one pick in the draft. The time oh. off has done you well, my son. <laughs> QB one yeah. and one. Wow, I like that. Your wisdom is great. <laughs> that that I'm thinking clearly. Yes, QB one and one. And the guy with the credit card is in the back of the studio right now. So maybe we start to get the tape measure out. It's true. Here. I bought those yeah. balloons the first time and I threw away the receipt, which was I a, like this kind of party, yeah. which was a mistake. I like this kind of party, baby. Yeah, because it it was cocaine. It was a business expense. Yeah. <laughs> You bring in you bring in that? I got it. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this Diet Coke's not gonna hold us over, Danny. No, it's not. It's not that's gonna be a big time party. But seriously, could you imagine how exciting it would be if this team had Justin Fields and the number one pick? Oh my god. To 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 trade, to do whatever you wanted with. Whatever you want. I'm gonna be live in the studio that day uh, for my hit then. Oh, you gotta be. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Be. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I know we're at the mercy traffic. The, the Bears will have, by the way. They will have the the locker clean out day for the media next week. I don't think it's to be determined. We might get to talk to polls. Yeah. So the, there'll be a lot of Bears stuff still coming next. Probably maybe the most interesting stuff of the entire Bears season. What is more interesting? The idea of the Bears getting the number one overall pick or what Justin Fields accomplished this year? What will have been the more exciting thing for Bears fans to think? I guess oh. I guess they're so different that it's probably unfair. Yeah, but- it's it, but it, but honestly. It's one in one A. I, I talk about this like when we do these shows on Friday and not this week because now now it's funny. Now everyone's on the lose out crowd. 
Like, Justin Fields isn't playing. You're one game away from getting the number one pick. I assume every single person in the world agrees with me I now. admitted that today when I was on with Percy. I'm like, you know what? Usually, I'm just trying to do my damn job as a reporter. But, yeah, lose. Go ahead and lose this game. Yeah, So, I course. said it today. Yep. Of, mm-hmm. of course. So, it's, it's funny how that works. Um, my, my opinions. They age like a fine wine. Oh, my goodness. Gr- gr- yeah. Which in the, ones? In the, in the what new one. Which do, do you want me to bring up the list of guys you like? Just, just lo- that, losing, that losing was in the best interest of the Bears, Shane. That one. Now everybody agrees that they're in the best possible scenario. Lose one more game. Have Lovey Smith pull off one little upset against Sam Ellinger and the, and the Colts. And here you go. One more loss. That's what I'm one saying. More one loss. more loss. One yeah. more loss. QB one yeah. and one. QB one and one party. I actually think that that was pretty. These guys are not down with that idea. It's but a great idea. QB no, one it, and one. That's listen, they weren't bad. down with the yeah. first party. I don't ask them if they're, uh, if they're on board with parties. <laughs> well, the, uh, Shane, they're party poopers. Shane knocked down the Christmas party well, in here. How's QB one been after that QB one party, by the way? <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> There have been some inconsistencies. He didn't get hurt, so I'll say that. I said he was going to get hurt. Wait, he, I thought he wasn't playing this week because he was hurt. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, the hip because he's, he's got, got a hip. hip thing, and he came right? in with a bad hip, and guys? his hip hurts because it's his hip. Yeah, MRI, guys. Yeah. MRI. What did, he got a blood transfusion. He's very serious. Hip. He's got a very serious hip. Bone marrow transplant. Yeah. But what? how they're going to sell this whole yeah. thing, what they're going to say, what's more exciting, let's get into it before the general John McClain tells us how the Bears Super Bowl can be won by the Texans beating the Colts. It's a little confusing, so but stay with us. Parkinson speak with Grody in on the score. Excited. Good. Yeah. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Everybody, we are live. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Strange twists and turns with the guys over there on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. We're having a little fun. Always having fun. We will talk to John McClain, all things Houston football. Is Lovey Smith going to pull off an upset for the Bears? If the Texans beat the Colts, and both teams want to lose, people are like, why would the Texans win and blow the shot at number one pick? Both franchises are interested in losing. The Colts want to get as high of a draft pick uh, as, as possible. But players always try to win. And... The Texans, I believe, are starting Davis Mills still. If they were trying to tank, they maybe would start Jeff Driscoll. So do me a favor and go back and watch that Colts game. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to watch a Colts game on Sunday. I mean, you'll be on the sideline reporting and being a journalist. That's right. That sucks. Quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the loosest possible terms. But the rest of us are gonna be just scoreboard watching for the Bears to get the number one overall pick. And the other, someone said like losing and just getting the second pick is still great. Trade down. It is, but teams, generally speaking, get a little crazier when they are willing to trade up for a franchise quarterback. The The trades of, like, moving a mountain to go up into, you know, the top five or six in a draft to get a non-quarterback, it's just rarer. You know, it, it happened. Uh, the, the example I gave one time was Julio Jones. The Falcons moved mm. up from, like, 27 to 6 to go up and get Julio. 
But for the most part, if a team's going to trade three first-round picks, like the Niners did to move up from 13 to 3, it's to draft Trey Lance. But the Niners traded up with the Dolphins, you know? So, like, that... That's so you you want to be in the position to draft a quarterback. And I know people are going to misconstrue this and take it as being disrespectful to Justin Fields. I feel like my Justin Fields fan bona fides are pretty well established here. It's not disrespectful to him to like to think that you maybe have a the opportunity to draft another quarterback and to present yourself that way. Well, and especially I almost say shame on you, Bears fans, if you have an issue with that. After what this franchise has been through, quarterbacks-wise, the idea of being quarterback-rich or asset-rich with quarterbacks, whether you're going to use them both or not, is unprecedented with the Chicago Bears. It is. They, yeah, they, 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 would, they would have to trade like, – and again, they're not going to, but they, they would have to trade fields right like before the draft – if they got the number one pick and then select Bryce Young. And so, you know what I mean? You, I don't think you'd have both of them on the roster at the same time because as soon as you draft Bryce Young, then that would kind of, I would think, hurt your trade value of of Justin Fields. But I'm just interested to see how Ryan Poles is going to play this. Like you're expecting him to speak, right, next week? I would think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's been his pattern. I mean, so, like right. he has spoken, and I'm sure that there's been, there are requests in for him. Okay, yeah. so he speaks next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? Let's say that. Is Justin Fields your week one starter next year? I think he says, yes, of course. Justin has taken amazing strides this year and shown flashes of dominance, and it is our job to support him, surround him, and continue to develop him, and it's his job to continue to work this offseason, and he knows what we want Justin to continue to work on to improve this offseason. However, my job is also not to just improve Justin Fields, it is to improve this entire team and to look for upgrades wherever they are in the draft. And we have found ourselves with the unique position of being able to select any college player that we want. And so, of course, I will have to evaluate all possibilities for that selection. And that that leaves it a little open. But I don't think that's disrespectful to Justin Fields. Oh, I don't think so either. I, but like, I, I want to see Ryan Poles at Alabama's Pro Day. To watch Bryce Young. Sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, I want them to interview him. What did, I'd have to go back and look, when the Washington Redskins had both Robert Griffin III and Kirk Cousins on the roster, and I think they did for several Well, yeah, I mean, so that was the same draft. RG3 was in the first round and Kirk Cousins was in the fourth round. Fourth round. Fourth round, yeah. And, yeah, that is different from having the the top quarterback, but it was a quarterback that quickly had value yes do you had and you know they were wondering in Washington if he was the better quarterback better than Kirk Cousins and then eventually they do trade him to Minnesota so you can have two hot properties at quarterback on the roster and eventually still make something of it especially when it's unknown like if they had the two quarterbacks on the roster and there's the unknown with with the with the hot shot prospect whomever it is yeah then you're gonna have teams that are going to give up assets to get it so I'm not saying that that's what they should do if I had the first pick in my hands I'm I am still down with three technique I think it's like a two player race or a two position race between Jalen Carter and Will Anderson (laughs) yes yes so so you're you're drafting You're, you're taking the blue chip defensive player and, yes. and and doing yes. like when Jadavian Clowney was the number one pick and just drafting a defensive player. See, I think 
that those players are great, but you you're like one Khalil Mack away when you think everything else is good. You know, like like how many games has Miles Garrett, who's an awesome player, how many games has Miles Garrett won for the Browns? Like Washington, when they took Chase Young second overall. I bet you they regret not taking Justin Herbert, who went fifth. You know, like it just <laughs> qu- quarterback is so much more valuable. Yeah, but then it goes back to like you don't know if just, you don't think Justin Fields is the guy. Then, well, no. What yeah. I'm saying is, if 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 you no no no, it's the opposite. What I'm saying is, if I had the number one pick, I would trade down. I would I would not I would not draft gotcha, Jalen gotcha, Carter. Gotcha, I would gotcha. not draft Will Anderson. Okay. I would I would trade down okay. to. Four, five, six, seven. Okay, because so you don't you don't trust enough that those two names or those two positions at the top of the draft are are worth it. At I, I think the Bears have so many holes that the more premium assets they can get, the better. And the only position that you should give up multiple premium assets to go get is a quarterback. So if you already have your quarterback. Like, yeah, Will Anderson seems like he's amazing. He seems like he's a can't-miss prospect. He seems like he would be a Miles Garrett type with no personality questions, who played at a winner, who's an awesome pass rusher, and is big enough and strong enough that he probably would hold up okay against the run. Like, he, he seems like a perfect defensive player. But would I rather have two or three extra high draft picks and take the tackle from Northwestern? Hmm. To be the left tackle to protect Justin Fields, who still is, you know, an elite offensive lineman prospect for the school that just put Rashawn Slater into the NFL, protect Justin Fields. And I, the best example I can give you is the Dolphins, man. The, the Dolphins had the third pick in the draft. They traded down with the Niners. They got a bunch of picks, and then they traded one of those picks and moved back up and took Jalen Waddell, and then they used another one of those picks and they traded for Tyree Kill, and they used another pick and they traded for Bradley Chubb, and they just they just wheeled and dealed, and they acquired a bunch of assets. And I think that that, that is the obvious move here. To the, the Bears have Justin Fields and very little else. So they're not a Jalen Carter or a Will Anderson away. So turn a Jalen Carter or a Will Anderson into three or four or five other pieces. But the, I still think that you're more sure with those guys. In a you're year, in, sure. year in which we saw this defense, it's been a long time since we've seen a bad Bears defensive line. That was pretty sound under Ryan Pace. But th- this year has just been horrible and you realize the importance of putting that part back together so i yeah i i mean it's hard not to look at say multiple picks in the first rounds that does sound great it'd be amazing and by the way like what if some of the stuff about jalen carter and that he's a little tough to coach and that he can be a bit of a bully or whatever is is true and he falls to five or six or what if the kid from kentucky Will Levis shoots up the boards and three of the first four picks are quarterbacks and you trade down to the Colts pick at five and you go and it goes Will Anderson or it goes Bryce Young, Will Anderson, CJ Stroud, uh, Will Levis, right? It's Will Levis. Is it Will Anderson and Will Levis? I think so. Uh, and then you and then Jalen Carter sitting for you there at five. Like that's in play. Wow, there's so many what ifs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 all that. Oh it, that's in play, man. And but why it's not disrespectful to Fields 
is because you hired Ryan Poles to make these dispassionate evaluations. And again, he isn't, but just hypothetically, next year's number one pick, Caleb Williams, the kid at USC Mm -hmm. that won the Heisman, everybody says he is a Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck. The next. The next thing, right? The guy himself is like, there's nothing Pat Mahomes can do on a field that I can't do. And in fact, there are actually some things that I can do that I don't think he can do. Mm -hmm. That's what Caleb Williams says. Like, If Caleb Williams was in this draft and the Bears had the number one pick, I think a ton of people, including myself, wow, Dad, would, God. Be, would be saying you can't pass up on a generational quarterback prospect. But I personally think Fields is a better prospect than Bryce Young because Bryce Young's too small. I agree with that. Like, like, yeah. I, to, me, to me, I'm not interested in, this, in, the, in the sub-six-foot quarterback in the NFL. Always I'm not in, a risk. It's I'm, worked, but it's always a risk. Yeah, I'm not interested in Bryce Young. I'm interested in Fields. But if it was Caleb Williams... I, I would be interested. <laughs> it's a different story. I would be very, so so. But my point is, is that Poles needs to see what he thinks of those quarterbacks. Oh, and I think I he mean needs he, to. he's shown every sign that he is going to do that. To especially again with the the lack of full endorsement of Justin Fields. Okay, so the game that's as big or bigger than the Bears game is Texans Colts, and we will use any excuse to talk to the man who just sounds like football in the state of Texas. The general, John McClain, is Lovey Smith going to pull off this win for the Bears on Sunday? We ask him next on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.